Welcome to the Leaves That Blew Away podcast. I'm Todd Allen, your host. Excited to be back. I had, uh, I took a little bit of time in between podcasts, a little bit more time than, than normal this time. Uh, I kind of went down the rabbit hole. Uh, but I'm back and I'm happy to be back talking with white supremacist and domestic terrorists everywhere because I think that that is, uh, that's what we all are now. Uh, anyone who supported Trump is a white supremacist, uh, and a racist and a domestic terrorist. So, uh, I think we should embrace it. That's, uh, the, the media is telling us that, that that's what we are. So, uh, what else are we going to do? I mean, we have to accept that the definitions, uh, that we use for language are constantly changing, constantly in flux. And so, you know, gender was one thing and used to be you were a boy or a girl and now you could be any one of, who knows? There's, there's really no number. There's no finite number to the gender that you might be because we have to have a language that can be inclusive of everyone. So if you happen to be attracted to light fixtures for whatever reason, you're sexually attracted to light fixtures, then we have to have a place for you in our society. And we do. We will. No worries. Uh, I, I don't know what your gender pronoun preference will be. Maybe something along the lines of sparky. But the point is, there's a place for you in America. And now we know there's a place for uh, Trump supporters, for the 75, 80 million people who voted for Trump, and probably more out there who who supported him and his policies and just knew enough at the front end not to waste their time getting excited about voting because that wouldn't matter anyway. Um, so <laughs> there's probably even more out there. But we're white supremacists and domestic terrorists and racists. So there's a whole spectrum now. I, I think that we would benefit in this new uh, the, the, this new era of definitions by going back to the gender thing. Because how many genders are there now? There's, uh, I don't even know. But let's see if we can figure it out. I actually have an article here that might help us. It's on yourtango.com, whatever that means. Uh, let's read a little bit of it here. Um, to many of us in the LGBTQIAFG, I, I don't know, a bunch of letters. Anyway, there's a community that takes every single letter of the alphabet and a few from some extraterrestrial alphabets we know nothing about, and they call themselves a community. So they ask the question, how can you prefer something other than male or female? How many genders are there? There's only one good answer to the question of how many genders there are. Gender is a spectrum. And there are as many gender definitions as there are needs for everyone to have a label that feels true to themselves. Maybe that's confusing, but let me explain. So then they, they go on to explain. So the point is that gender is a spectrum. Uh, we used to think that, it, that there was two genders, that there was boys and girls. And now we know that that's not true. 
we have, like Gretchen Whitmer, we have followed the science, and we have found that there really are, it's an infinite number of genders. At some point, you wonder when the whole idea of gender will lose any value at all, but not so far. So we just keep adding. You got a pronoun? Hey, we'll start calling you, and it doesn't matter what it is. Whatever your kink happens to be, America's with you. But if you're a Trump supporter, you're a white supremacist. So how many different kinds of white supremacists must there be? I I think that we have to, at this point, agree that white supremacy is a spectrum, right? I mean, uh, there's all kinds of white supremacists out there. Because clearly I'm a white supremacist, and it doesn't, I don't think, anymore mean that you think that whites are a superior race. That's what it used to mean. It used to be that that language had actual meanings in our culture, but we're past that. We don't need we don't need definitions and meanings anymore. We just we just kind of have felt needs and emotions that we express to each other through our little clicks and beeps like dolphins. So white supremacy, what could it possibly mean? It doesn't any longer mean that you consider whites to be better than blacks or Hispanics or, and, and you know, it's, it's not like there's just blacks and Hispanics. And all. I mean, there's people from all over. You have all these different countries. We're, we're an extremely diverse world now with contact with each other. And the more contact you have with people that are different than you, the more you realize how preposterous it is to think that, white Dutch people, like we tend to think in West Michigan, are supreme to all other races. That isn't what white supremacy means anymore. What white supremacy means is that you support Trump, that you think we should have legal immigration, but some limits on illegal immigration. Uh, It would mean that you are for America first, that you think America's government... America's culture should be concerned with promoting American values first. That is white supremacy. Um, even though America America may still be a majority white, but we're not a huge majority. We have a, a, a wildly diverse population. Uh, Trump had a wildly diverse group of supporters. Uh, he had a, all kinds of blacks for Trump, of Hispanics for Trump. Indians for Trump, you know, just all kinds. But that doesn't matter. They're all white supremacists now, which is fine. At least we know what to call ourselves or what the media and the uh, the ruling uniparty in Washington thinks of us, which is just a bunch of redneck, hick, racist, white supremacists. It doesn't matter what color we are. That isn't what describes or defines white supremacy anymore. What matters is... Is that if you don't agree with the with the liberal orthodoxy, with the uniparty speak in Washington, then you're a white supremacist. Plain and simple. I mean, you you must be, and and a domestic terrorist, not just a white supremacist. You're a domestic terrorist because we all saw the storming of the Capitol. By the way, by the way, I forgot about this. I I really should have opened. The, uh, the the program with this because I think the most important news that we have gotten in probably the last two weeks 
was when all the stories came out that Nancy Pelosi's podium was returned safely. Her lectern, they called it in a lot of the news stories. So uh, I, I use the word podium, and I used it frequently in other podcasts. And now I find out that even podiums have preferred pronouns. And Nancy Pelosi's podium's preferred pronoun is lectern. So Nancy Pelosi's lectern was brought back to the people's house. And they, they, they had pictures all over. They, it was up on TV. They were rolling in the podium. I, and, you know, I thought it was, I thought I was being perhaps a little bit ridiculous that perhaps I was trying to illustrate ridiculousness by being even more ridiculous than the left uniparty is in America. But I've found that that's a fool's errand. You cannot out ridiculous the left. And I'm calling them the left, but that's not just Democrats. That's Republicans. It's, it's the whole, right now I'm using the word uniparty. Deep state would be another one. It's all the same. It's, it's our, it's our government overlords who we used to have elections. I don't know if you guys remember. I am, uh, I'm old enough to remember when we had elections in this country and, and, you know, and I, I think it was the first Tuesday in November, everybody would get together and, and you'd cast your vote. And then they'd count those votes. And then whoever won, you know, whoever had the most votes would be elected. That, that, it doesn't work that way anymore because we, uh, we follow the science, as we have in so many things. And now we know that we have the technology to know how people should have voted. And so what we have is we have software systems and, and, and voting hardware that we stick our votes into and they're pre-programmed because they know that, that a certain percentage of the American population, let's call it 60%, it could be 65%, but that were all white supremacists and domestic terrorists. And so what they do is they put these algorithms in that adjust the vote to compensate for our inherent white supremacy. And it makes sense. I mean, that's probably what they should do. We can't just have... We, we, a white supremacist shouldn't get... Their vote shouldn't count the same as a woke LGBTQSP... Uh, anyway, all, the, all the, the letter for boron or the, or the symbol for boron. You know, all the, all the different things that are out there. They, their, their vote probably should count more because they're more enlightened. Uh, and they have, well, they, they've cared to follow the science, but then they followed the science more effectively. Gretchen Whitmer found this out, our, our, our wonderful governor in Michigan. I, I just saw something the other day that we are the only state in the union that is not allowing high school basketball to be played because our governor overlord Gretchen has been following the science and she knows the dribbling and passing and wearing shorts and tank tops increases the likelihood of coming down with COVID. So in Michigan, we no longer play basketball. We don't have high school basketball this year because it's simply too dangerous. So we're following the science. And, and now we followed the science on elections and again, elections are another thing. They, they, they used to mean something. We, we went over what they used to mean. Well, now they just mean whatever 
the left, the deep state, the uniparty has already determined should happen. Like we couldn't have Donald Trump back in office. Uh, that was a ridiculous idea. He's orange for one thing. We already dealt with an orange president for four years. And I don't know about you, but that was four years too many to have an orange president because we're white supremacists. And so we clearly screwed up. We're all white supremacists, yet we voted for an orange person. So you know right off the bat that we have no idea what we're doing when it comes to casting a vote. So they so they have programmed in through artificial intelligence, all the different things, and then, and then they scoot our votes all over, and then they see what's going on, and they know how it should have been. So let's say this election that Biden might have actually garnered, oh, 60 million votes, right? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he didn't, he didn't campaign. He's old, senile. He likes to sniff little children. And in his t- entire campaign, at every campaign stop, which, mind you, there was only five. There was only actually five physical campaign events. But at every one of those, they had a maximum of 12 white circles. And the white circles were spaced about 45 feet apart. So you basically would have a football field with 12 white circles and one lefty woke LBFQ5 percentage sign person media in these white circles asking Biden questions like, what kind of ice cream did they serve last night at the retirement home? Things like that. Hard, hard hitting questions, I think, to be fair. So anyway, let's say that Biden, just because he had a D behind his name and because the media and the uh, lefty woke culture has so frightened everyone of what this orange president has been doing this entire time. Let's say Biden got 60 million votes. Maybe he did. And Trump got, who knows, probably upwards of 80 million. But see, that didn't matter because they knew enough to adjust those votes. So every vote that came, they, some votes come in for Trump, they'd flip them to Biden. Anyway, they, they got the result right. So in the end, Biden got 80 million and Trump got maybe 75 million. So what's that? A total of 155 million votes, something like that in America. And, and, and probably there was only like 140 million cast, but somehow all those extra 50 million votes went to, uh, went to Biden because he ha- he is uh, he- he's a unifier and he knows what America has to do he can lead America out of our white supremacist racist domestic terrorist moment that we are living in right now so we we stormed the capitol first because we weren't happy that they just decided to change our votes and then every single institution, whether it was courts or state legislatures or whatever, uh, frankly didn't give a damn Scarlett <laughs> about what we thought or what the votes were or anything else. In fact, the, the election was so secure. It, it, it was so right on the money that we're not allowed to even question it right now. If you question it, you can be censored. You can be knocked off of Twitter, Facebook, any of these things for having the gall to question the ruling uniparty because they know better. Whether it's Jeff Bezos, the uh, 
Martian who runs Amazon, or Jack, what's his name, Dorsey, uh, who runs Twitter. I don't think he's from Mars, although I don't think he's completely from Earth either, but I think we're back to the whole spectrum thing. I just think that there's a there's a spectrum of space aliens that seem to run our largest com- uh, companies in America and decide who's telling the truth and who's not and everything else. So Jack Dorsey is, is otherworldly to some extent. <laughs> we just it, it doesn't seem to be as clear. Bill Gates, God only knows. I think he's a, he's a big mix. But anyway, point is that we are white supremacists. So we stormed the Capitol. Doesn't matter that the police were opening the gates and ushering people in. And there's videos all over them on the Senate floor. And the, the Capitol police come in and everybody's fine. And they're like, hey, this is like the most sacred place. Can I get you guys to move along? And... The QAnon shaman who dresses like Chewbacca is like, yeah, man, dude, we're all about making sure the people treat this place with respect. And the Capitol Police officer is like, yeah, man, what's your pronoun? And he's like, Chewy. My pronoun is Chewy. The Viking Chewy. (sighs) But so we stormed the Capitol. I know Trump's speech was still going on. Everybody's already over there, even when the Capitol the terrorist attack on the Capitol started. But that doesn't matter. What matters is the show that the Uniparty media is putting on. And in that show, we are white supremacists who took over the Capitol, burned the Capitol to the ground, killed as many Congress men and women and other pronouns as we could find. And because of that, they had to bring in 150,000 troops 4,000 M1 Abrams tanks. Uh, I think we at all times have had 150 fighters flying hot over Washington, D.C. So we have had, uh, I don't know about you, but it has been just one hell of a show that President Jomala has put on for this inauguration. That We've got 12-foot fences with razor wire. Not a citizen in sight. Doesn't matter what your pronoun or your letter or your... Uh, periodic table symbol is fact of the matter is you weren't in Washington because it, it that wasn't for us. There, it was a little bit of a show they put on and they wanted to make us think that China was getting ready to invade because they already sent us a virus. Although, wait a minute, that's me being a white supremacist again. I know that China didn't really send the virus. It was actually Trump who created the virus in a lab And it was really meant to rid the world of all people who weren't orange. I know that would be the rest of his family and children too, but uh, orange people don't care. (laughs) That's, that's what the media has said. See, Trump has been playing 5d chess this entire time. Everybody thinks it's about white supremacy, but Trump is one of the only orange supremacists out there in the closet a little bit, willing to be called a white supremacist, willing to hang out with all us white supremacists. But when the rubber meets the road, he really only cares about orange people. I mean, that's become clear. And because of that, the Congress, the Washington, D.C. establishment, Joe Mala, all the celebrities there, they all had to be protected behind a stronger even security presence than we probably have at Gitmo or anyplace else. They could have, they, they, it's true, they could have just moved the inauguration 
down to Gitmo or, or someplace else. But that, that isn't what they wanted. They wanted to bring Gitmo to us and then have the inauguration on television cameras with Lady Gaga and her giant golden bird. So I feel better now knowing that uh, President Joe Mal is firmly ensconced behind some desk somewhere that looks like the Oval Office. Maybe it is the Oval Office. Who knows? But all I know is that things are going to get better. That all these white supremacists out there, me included, I mean, we're still going to have some formats, hopefully. I've still got this podcast. I can still talk to the domestic terrorists out there. I'm not sure what our next target is after we didn't storm the Capitol. What are we going to, what are we not going to storm next? But the, the media will will fabricate. They'll stage some kind of a, a storming. Nobody will really get hurt, but they'll pretend like it was the worst thing that ever happened. Oh, my Lord. We are now on a wartime footing in this country because all these white supremacists are dressing up like Vikings. Viking bears. That's what they look like. And, and we simply can't have that. So... I think that white supremacists, we're, we're going to have to stick together. And that's that, that goes for all of us. That goes for black white supremacists. That goes for Hispanic white supremacists. Asian white supremacists. You know, all of, all, all, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what color you are. All white supremacists at this point in time, I think, have to stick together. Because they are coming for us. They do not like... Our version of white supremacy, which involves opportunity, no matter what color you are. It involves less government interference in our lives. It involves lower energy prices. It involves being a, a country that has our own oil supply that isn't dependent on foreign oil. It involves not fighting wars and sending our troops, our blood and treasure over all these other countries just so that the people who manufacture these weapons and everything else can benefit from both sides, blowing each other up. All of that, we've come to find out, is the new white supremacy. And there's more things. I mean, there's really all kinds of things. If, if you are patriotic, if you want to sing America the Beautiful, you're a white supremacist. doesn't matter what color you are. You're a racist. I know, I know, but racist in their mind, the race that they're worried about is the left celebrity government uniparty. In corporate, you know, the, the, the big corporate guys are in there too. And mind you, they're mostly all white, but, but they, but they allow a few in. But for the most part, if you look at who is in control of censoring and everything else, they're all white and we're the white supremacists. I, I, I know the whole thing doesn't make sense, but it doesn't need to make sense. What matters is how you feel. As America, we have to be a country that is willing to include everyone in our white supremacy. So if you were, uh, oh, Trump pardoned Kwame Kilpatrick. He was the, uh, the mayor of Detroit here in Michigan who was basically – a black Tony Soprano down in Detroit and probably not the first, but he got caught and, and he did get what seemed at the time to be an, an exceptionally harsh sentence. And 
But that's probably because he's a white supremacist. I mean, we, we've known all we, – in Michigan, we've known all along that Kwame Kilpatrick is a white supremacist. And Trump proved it by pardoning him because only a white supremacist president would pardon a white supremacist like Kwame Kilpatrick. So Kwame's out. Oh, and Trump also did a bunch of prison reform. He tried to reform the criminal justice system because it has been – I mean, I don't know if it's racist, but it certainly seems like we we like to put in cages our African-American young men who don't have fathers and have broken communities and everything else. And so if they happen to be carrying around a baggie full of pot, they need to go to prison for five years. I think that's reasonable. Plus, they're white supremacists. It doesn't matter that they're black. I know... Every time I say white supremacist, people cringe and think, oh, my God. But you have to wrap your head around the new language definitions of America. And uh, things just don't – words don't really mean much anymore. And whatever they do mean is whatever the media and the left tells us that they mean. So for now, I, I, that's I'm, I'm just trying to bring you guys along. We are all white supremacists, and we need to embrace it, okay? Especially if, oh, my God, if you're a Christian. And, again, it doesn't matter if you're a black Christian, if you're an Hispanic Christian, an Asian Christian, even a Canadian Christian living in America, of course. I'm not talking about if you're an actual Canadian living in Canada. But say you're a Canadian who has emigrated to America, and you happen to be a Christian— even though you're pasty white and you still say A all the time at the end of every sentence, you're still a white supremacist, A. Or if you're a black Canadian, even that doesn't matter because you probably still say A after every sentence and you're still a white supremacist. So basically anybody who disagrees with Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Lady Gaga, J-Lo, and Garth Brooks is a white supremacist. I think that's where we're at in America. And I'm comfortable with it. It's okay. It's not so bad out here being a white supremacist. You know, talking to other white supremacists about all of our white supremacist concerns. Uh, learning that podiums are not just called podiums. They could be called lecterns. And that the return of those lecterns well, it's a moment for, for joyous celebration all across the Fruited Plains. Nancy Pelosi's lectern, from which she lectures white supremacists all over the world, has been returned. So we wouldn't want Nancy to not have a place to put her important papers, from which she's going to read and tell us all the important things that are going on. Mainly that Washington, D.C. is now... A military base and we're not welcome there and they're just going to pass laws i think elections are done too i know for sure that the republican party is done if you have been one of those foolish white supremacists out there who thought that the republican party cared about you you have had your thinking corrected because it is clear the republican party is just a subset of the Democrat Party. And I think that 
Trump has broken the Republican Party. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot out of the Republican Party going forward. I know they'll be around for a few years here and there, but I suspect that the uh, the orange supremacist in chief will form his own party. I hope he does. Because I'm at the point, honestly, where I don't know if I would, I certainly wouldn't vote again under the circumstances which we had in this last election. Because I just don't feel like it's fair. What's the point? As a registered white supremacist, when I go in to vote, I want my vote to count the same as the vote of a, of a ZDUTB, uh, like the up arrow person. I feel like our votes should count the same. And in our country right now, that's not the case. So I am kind of as a pro to, I just don't see the point. Why would I go out, get engaged, go to rallies with all my fellow white supremacists of varying colors and races and socioeconomic backgrounds? Doesn't matter. We're still white supremacists. I, I feel like I have to pound on this so that people understand it, that they accept what we're being called, our new terms. Because, I mean, these are, this is, this is the America that we live in today. So anytime you read the media, anytime you hear any of our state legislatures, our all-powerful health department directors, any, any of those kinds of things, they, shouldn't, you, they look at us like we're a white supremacist. We need to look at ourselves like we're a white supremacist so we can actually interact and get to where the right people, the angels of society, want us to go. Not the white supremacists. We, we, we don't have much of a voice, and maybe we shouldn't have much of a voice. I mean, what kind of people, what kind of white supremacists are we when we have people of all colors in our white supremacy movement? It just, it just clearly we are confused as a country <laughs> and as, as conservatives, if you can even call us conservatives anymore. Because all the conservative rags, meaning the the media arms of conservatives, uh, white supremacists everywhere, at least the classical ones like National Review, they all understand that we are just a bunch of hayseed hick, multi-racial, multi-colored white supremacists. And they know that we deserved what we got because we had the gall to go to Trump rallies, to listen to Trump, to believe Trump. To support Trump when he tried to follow through on his campaign promises while he was being maligned and attacked from every direction by the deep state uniparty. They were attacking him, but their message was, don't you white supremacists out there ever think that you deserve to have a voice in anything that goes on in our country, in any of the directions, any of the governing of our country, anything else? Just shut up, wrap yourself in your Confederate Stars and Bars flag with your black and Hispanic friends who believe the same as you, just a bunch of white supremacists. And just accept the fact that your votes now are worth uh, 56% of the, the people who really understand what's going on in the world. You know, all the different genders and all the things that, that, well, I shouldn't call them things. That's the one pronoun you're not supposed to use. You're not supposed to call them things. They're people. They're people who are 
Well, they're not confused. I wanted to say confused. But see, I'm going back. I've been raised to think the language, the words mean things, and trying to get used to this new environment in which language and words mean nothing. Well, it's a little bit of an adjustment. Even for me, and and I am, I think, on the cutting edge of linguistic revolution the linguistic revolution <laughs> by the way i did write a book and one of the reasons the, the the name of this podcast is leaves the blue away the name of my book is leaves the blue away it's available on amazon and will soon be available on multiple other platforms because i know how we are all feeling about amazon these days and the space alien that runs it so uh but for right now here's the thing if you're an author and if you're if if you're trying to explore different publishing venues where you have more control over your work than just turn it over to a big publisher then amazon really is amazon started out as an online bookstore and and their software and systems for publishing books and having control over your own work is far and beyond most of what's out there it's it's the one probably good thing that Amazon well I say the one you know there's a reason that we all use Amazon it's because they're so good we can click on and we can get our stuff in a, a day or two later and and it's true of distribution of of books and everything else they just they're above and beyond uh when it comes to both censorship and <laughs> and actual distribution of the works that they deem fit and so far, my book that I wrote, which is not political, it's a memoir, it just kind of tracks my life up to this point. But I think I think you'll enjoy it. Written more as a story. So give it a try. If you haven't read it, grab one. And then I'll let you know as these uh, as the new platforms come up that it's available on. But it's Leaves the Blue Away. And right now it is available on Amazon for 10 bucks. I think the ebook is 8 bucks. 8 bucks. So you'll enjoy it. I don't even use the term, believe it or not, white supremacy. That term isn't even in there. There's so many terms that have come to mean so much to America today, whether it's white supremacist, podiums, lecterns, racist, domestic terrorist, all of these things that I don't even mention in my book. Because I'll be honest with you, it's kind of a memoir, focuses a lot more you know, on my early life and, and, and kind of growing up. And different challenges that that I experience, different things. You know, we all go through different things. But I never, ever use the term racist or white supremacist or podium in my book. Or storming the Capitol. There's so many things that have happened. Elections. I don't think I ever, I don't talk about politics at all in my book. Uh, I didn't know when I was 18 years old and voting in my first primary. I might have been 19 at the time. I don't remember. But the first primary that I could vote in, and, and I don't remember who was in it. I think Bob Dole was running, and I think I think I voted for Pat Buchanan at the time. I've never been a big, uh, what, what would you call it, an establishment kind of guy. And Bob Dole just rambling on with his broken arm that he had and then falling off podiums. Any, or, not off podiums, off stages. The podium, I think, fell with him. <laughs> I don't remember the actual event. I mostly remember Norm McDonald's SNL skit of the event. So whenever I think of Bob Dole, I'm picturing Norm McDonald falling off the stage. 
So that was back when SNL was still good. And that's it's been a while. So anyway, I don't have any of that politics stuff in my book. So it's kind of a nice break. I personally am going to try to take a little bit of a break. I am gonna, I, I'm not going to call it politics. I'm going to call it culture from here going forward because, well, that's my, that's my preferred pronoun for what we're dealing with. <laughs> I don't know that it's politics anymore because to me, politics implies elections and participation, citizen participation. And, and we don't really have any of that anymore. What we have right now, I think is it's more like a Netflix show. And and we saw that. I mean, the whole inauguration, there was no people there. There was no actual citizens. There was, it was just celebrities and these, uh, these rulers that we have behind this massive military buildup. I honestly, I went a little bit down the rabbit hole and started reading some of these conspiracy theories and things because I looked at this military buildup that went on in DC and I thought, Trump, unless I misunderstand the Constitution, Trump is the commander-in-chief. He's the only one who could both order and organize and approve all of this military movement. And I, right now, as I'm sitting here, still have no idea why Donald Trump would have participated in allowing the deep state to put on this this show, this military show for the inauguration that they did. And so for the last week, it just didn't make any sense to me. So you start reading other things, you start listening to other people. Before you know it, you're into things like Q, which I don't buy anything that Q says. I think they are all batshit crazy. (laughs) So I just do breadcrumbs and this, that, and the other. Oh, it's all insane. But... We live in an insane world, so I can't judge people. I can't judge my fellow white supremacists for believing theories and and ideas that seem to be insane because real life is just as insane. I mean, we had the storming of the Capitol where all all that really happened is the Capitol Police let in some dressed-up, supposedly Trump supporters. And I'm sure there were a few Trump supporters mixed in, but I think for the most part, I don't know if they're Antifa BLM. That sounds like what we were dealing with. Although they didn't really do much to the Capitol. That was always why I didn't think it was probably Antifa BLM is because their MOs would be, tend to be a lot more destructive things. The, the riots would ramp up as it got dark and none of that stuff happened. So I don't know. Clearly, we're all part of some show. If you remember the Truman Show with Jim Carrey, where he, and I'm sure most of you do, where he he was born and grew up on this TV set, and he never knew the difference. He's just going along. I think that's what a lot of us probably feel like right now. Anyway, it's the new Netflix show, American White Supremacist. And that's what we all are. If you believe in America... If you believe in the Star Spangled Banner, if you put your hand over your heart for the pledge, if you think that anybody from any socioeconomic background, any color, should have the opportunity in America to make something of themselves, then you're a white supremacist. So, anyway, welcome to the club. This podcast is going to be a gathering ground for America's new white supremacy and domestic terrorism. 
I know that I, I know that we aren't going to probably go blow anything up. We're probably not even going to go to any rallies, but none of that matters. What matters is from the media standpoint, from Gretchen Whitmer's standpoint, from Nancy Pelosi's standpoint, we're the enemy. We're the white supremacist, racist, bigoted, homophobe enemy. doesn't matter what color we are. Fact of the matter is we have Bibles and we go to church and we sing about Jesus in America. And that's enough today in America for us to be white supremacist and domestic terrorists. The fact that we believe in Jesus means we are trying to tear down everything that the governing uniparty is building. Therefore, we have to be destroyed. We can't have a voice. We don't have freedom of speech. Uh, They're going to invent viruses, invent vaccines. I mean, there's all kinds of things, really. When when you're in kind of the made-up universe TV show world that we live in now, there's no telling where it might go. The plot lines are so diverse. They could do all kinds of things. I mean, we had COVID this last year and fake elections. And then we had politicians pretending like they cared about the actual results of the election, even though they didn't at all. So I think that everybody's happy now because Trump's out. The orange supremacist in chief has been relegated to Florida where they hope that he can't do very much damage. But I hope that Trump starts a Patriot party and continues to do as much damage as he can to the ruling uniparty in Washington, which that, that admittedly is going to be somewhat limited considering that they are currently barricaded behind more fortifications than all of London utilized during the blitz when they were being bombed every night by Nazi Germany. So, but never fear Washington DC is safe. Nancy Pelosi is sleeping tight tonight. No one is going to get in. No citizens are going to bother her and ask her what kind of ice cream she's eating. Or wait, was that Biden they asked? I think think they both like ice cream. You know, they're both about 450 years old, and they don't eat hard foods anymore. They mostly eat ice cream. So, I, I know. I only said that because I'm a white supremacist. So, And I hate ice cream. Apparently, I don't know if you knew that it doesn't matter whether it's chocolate or vanilla either or Rocky road, even all these new concoctions they have for their ice creams. Fact of the matter is if you don't like what's happening in Washington, if you don't like what's happening in Lansing or any of your state capitals or what any of these government stooges are doing all over the fruited plains to Make our lives as difficult as possible, then you're a white supremacist. So, welcome to the club. Come back to Leaves the Blue Away, the premier white supremacist domestic terrorist podcast in America. We will be back within a couple days to give you your latest white supremacist news. Again, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. <laughs> You've got my book on Amazon. Go take a look. You can see, even though I don't talk about white supremacy or racism or anything else, you can clearly see in my memoir the childhood and development of a modern-day white supremacist in America. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you soon.